Hi guys. Welcome back to We Should Talk, a pop culture interview series from In The Know. I'm your host, Gibson Johns. And this week we're taking a slight break from Bravo. We've had some great Bravo-themed episodes over the past couple weeks, but it's been a lot. So I figured why not throw something else different in there? Because again, this is not a Bravo podcast, it's a pop culture podcast. So this week we are talking about The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, Bachelor Nation. There's a lot going on in that world right now. If you're not watching Matt James's season, you know, I'm sure you've kind of heard a lot of the different discussions happening, you know, about other things. But this week on the podcast, we have the one and only Tasha Adams, who is the most recent lead of The Bachelorette. Her season just ended in December. She is happily engaged to Zach Clark, and they are starting their life in New York City. So it was it was amazing to touch base with Tasha and hear all about her life in New York, her plans for the future, and also her season. You know, we really dug deep into her season because. You know, to me, and, and I said this a lot, to, I said this to her, I said this a lot during the season, I think that Taisha was kind of a perfect bachelorette. You know, I think that she came into the experience very open. She gave everyone the time of day, which Claire, who started her season, did not. We all know that. She had eyes only on Dale, and I think Taisha really kind of, we could have seen her end up with multiple people on this show, and, you know, it, it, I think that makes for a better season. What also makes for a better season is when the lead is in their 30s. She's in her 30s, and I think that makes for someone who is actually looking for somebody substantial to, to, to spend their life with. They're not looking for just somebody for right now, which I think a lot of people in their 20s are in that mindset, obviously. And I think when when some, when some the lead is in their 20s, it creates for a, a more immature season, uh, you know, more infighting with the contestants, less interesting conversation. And so I think that makes for better seasons overall, not just with Tasha. And also Tasha is the first ever biracial lead of a Bachelor or Bachelorette show, which I can't believe it took them that long to make that happen. But because of that, she brought this perspective to some really important and special conversations that happened throughout her season, including this amazing one with Ivan about Black Lives Matter, other conversations about race. There are also some other really important topics that were touched on throughout the season. And I think that Taisha just, she came with this open mind and she also has this really infectious personality, obviously. She has amazing style. I mean, all those satin dresses that she wore throughout were just like impeccable love. So it was really fun just to, to, to pick her brain about her season. When we recorded this, it was it was a couple weeks ago and the situation with Chris Harrison and Rachel Corconnell and you know the photos from her past at the antebellum themed party. That whole situation was still sort of boiling up. I think the I think the interview on Extra that he did with Rachel Lindsay had just happened and so sort of a lot of the outcry hadn't really hadn't really um, gone out yet. I think it was literally that day that we recorded this. And so I didn't want to ask her about specifics about the situation because I knew it was ongoing. I knew that it was that it was going to change and I didn't want this to feel outdated. So I did I did get her general thoughts on, you know, that situation and and sort of also where this franchise goes from here. Like, like what does she want to see changing in the future? Because again, she has this amazing perspective and she really takes pride in being you know a beacon for change in this in this bachelor nation and she talked about sort of people reaching out to her and thanking her for being a representation for them that they hadn't seen on the show before and you know she she said something really poignant which is just like it's not that hard to just admit your wrongdoing and say that you're willing to learn and say that you're willing to change and saying that you're open to 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 really understanding what you did wrong and it took Rachel so long to say that you know i think all things considered Rachel's statement was actually fairly decent but it one came too late, and two again these notes app apologies that people keep putting up just are so faceless and so emotionless, and it's sort of like, why not post a video of yourself explaining yourself? Why not like you know don't hide behind this like stagnant black and white note that like Chris Harrison posted that, Rachel posted that, 
be like Tasha, who went to her Instagram stories and, and talked all about it on her Instagram story. Be like Rachel Lindsay, who interviewed Chris Harrison about it and, and held his feet to the fire on it, even when he was somehow, for some reason, defending this person's past. Be like Rachel Lindsay and go on your podcast and have a full-length discussion explaining your thoughts and, and feelings about this whole thing. You know, definitely listen to Rachel's Higher Ground episode, which is her podcast, about this whole situation. It's really, it's really important and interesting to hear from her. Watch the Chris Harrison interview. It's one of the most shocking things that I've watched in recent memory when it comes to pop culture. It is so tone deaf and so shocking that like, one, that he thinks this as a producer and host of the show, that he thinks these things about quote, quote, woke police, about, you know, race issues, about, you know, how things from the past can come back to bite you. It is. It, it was really honestly like mind boggling. But then the fact that he thought it was an okay decision to go on TV and 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 say those things, not just keep it to himself. And then the person that he's talking to is the first ever black lead of The Bachelor of the Bachelorette. Like, it's just shocking. He was basically telling Rachel Lindsay that what she was feeling about this whole situation, which definitely pertains to her and she her perspective matters on this, didn't matter. And it's just like, who is he to say that? And so, you know, I'm glad that he's stepping back from after the final rose, but is that it? Like, is he actually gonna learn? All I want is like to think past these notes app apologies and think about like holding these people accountable in actuality. Like what is he actually gonna do to change? You know, there's this amazing Instagram account called uh, Bachelor Data. And it, it tracks a lot of different things like social media engagement and screen time and, and, and different things. But one of the most interesting things to me on there is that it, talk, it, it sort of looks at the casting for Matt James' season, which is the most diverse cast in Bachelor history. Over 50% of the women are people of color. But it compares that to the screen time that everyone gets. And guess what? Shocker. The white contestants, even though they make up less than 50% of the people on the season, they get over 50% of the screen time. It's not shocking, but it's disappointing. And it just shows you that just casting just casting people of color is not the answer. It's, it's, it's a step for sure, and representation matters. But if you're not showing them as much on screen, it doesn't feel like they're there. We're not getting to know them. We're not really learning their stories. And that's an issue, okay? And... You know, there's so much that's wrong with a lot of different shows. It's not just The Bachelor, but The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise, all these shows take up a pretty large space in the zeitgeist. You know, the cultural conversation always circles back to these shows. A lot of you will watch them. It, it has all these breakout stars that are all over social media. They come back to these shows all the time. And so to me, it does matter because it, it captures every, so many people's attention. And... If the people from the top, Chris Harrison, who is the host and producer of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, if he thinks these things, and if he doesn't think ne things need to change, then is it ever going to change? You know, I think we, we we think a lot about sort of the outcry. You know, I loved I loved the reaction to to the Chris Harrison interview because there was so there was so much solidarity with Rachel Lindsay with the people of color on Matt James' season right now. There were a lot of ex Bachelor people that spoke out about this, and that was great, but. What happens next and why haven't they changed already? You know, they're obviously really far behind on the times, not just with race, but with representation for queer people, with gender gender norms, and, and they really play into these antiquated ideas of gender norms and, and how relationships should work. There's a lot to change about the show, but there's so many obvious things that they already should be doing, and I'm, it just makes you think, like, why haven't they already done it? You know, it's, it's obviously the people at the top, but maybe the people who aren't being as loud who watch this show think that nothing needs to change. It's kind of hard to, to to relate to that and to think that that's actually true, but there must be some validity in that. But that doesn't excuse their behaviors. That does not excuse their unwillingness to change. 
the change needs to come from them and then the viewers will adapt to that because they like this show too much to give it up. And so I just think that, you know, this notes off apology situation, stepping back for one, you know, final ceremony, uh, special at the end of the season is not enough. So I'm just interested to see how this plays out. Uh, but that's what that, I just wanted to sort of, you know, explain myself on that and, and sh- tell you why you're not going to hear more specifics about that in the Tasha interview, because it is a really pertinent topic right now. But again, I knew this was like a rolling issue and I didn't want this to feel out of date. Regardless, we talked a lot about sort of similar kind of just like over overarching themes um, as it relates to these shows. And Tasha had some really amazing things to say. So keep listening for my interview with Tasha Adams, former Bachelorette star, host of Clickbait Podcast. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy the interview. All right, guys, we are here with Tasha Adams from The Bachelorette. Tasha, how are you today? I'm doing so well. How are you? Good. We were just talking. We You are the newest New Yorker. Like, I'm so <laughs> happy that you are experiencing this amazing city. I'm on the Lower East Side. You are uptown. How, how has it been for you so far in New York? Well, I'm loving it, number one. I love the outdoor seating. I think that's so much fun, but it's also really freaking cold. And us Cali girls are not used to this stuff, but I'm getting, I'm adjusting. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a tough adjustment from Orange. This is definitely not Orange County weather. No. So no, no, <laughs> and we, just, we just had a blizzard last week. So that definitely did not help your case. You are my sixth Bachelorette interview. I've, I've interviewed Andy, Rachel, Caitlin, Ali and Jojo. So you're, you're, and I feel like that, that's pretty good company to be in. That's a pretty good group of really women to be good in. Company. Oh, well, yeah. thank you. This is exciting. <laughs> Do you feel like you're part of this sort of like mini sorority that now that, I mean, it's, it really is not that many women that have been able to have that title. Not at all. I mean, there's 16 seasons. So, yeah. but it's, it is a sorority. We do have a little bachelorette group chat, which is quite nice. And, Amazing. um, when I first became The Bachelorette, Becca actually sent me this book. It's called The Bachelorette Book that past bachelorettes has actually like written down little words of advice. So now I have like a little, it's like the opposite of a burn book. You know what I mean? Like the Mean Girls Burn book. It's more of like how to get I lo- through this I, I had no idea time. that existed. That's so cool. Yeah, it's more of like a hush-hush thing, but... Mm. Um, it's sort of like the sisterhood of the traveling. It's just it's like a little journal. I love exactly. that. Exactly, awesome. yeah. So it was... Yes, so I definitely definitely feel like I've been in a sorority. I've never so won one in college, so this is cool. <laughs> love it. <laughs> um, so obviously, everyone had a crazy 2020, but I think mm-hmm. you probably had a particular crazy 2020 if, if we're thinking about it. And you ended it on a high with sort of with the end of your season, you were finally able to share this huge news of your engagement. And you obviously moved, like we just talked about, you must have felt like 2021 was like an extra fresh start for you. It's sort of like a, a real, a really like a new beginning. Was that, was that how you felt going into this year and, and so far in 2021? Absolutely. I mean, I still kind of felt like I was on this high and this kind of like, um, you know, what is reality yeah. at first, just because it, I just was recently engaged. So I was going to this new year with the guy. So I had a new year kiss, which is amazing, um, which I haven't had in a long time. Jealous. But it's just, <laughs> but it's just so many adjustments. And I was kind of on go, go, go mode that I don't really know that if I kind of like 
I kind of realized, you know, the transition that I had made with how heavy 2020 started and like how high my 2021 started, but it's going really well. And um, I'm still kind of up there on cloud nine. So it's kind of nice. As, as you should be. I think you should stay there for as long as possible. And, and, and... <laughs> <Good to try. laughs> um, so how has life with Zach been? It looks like you guys are having a lot of fun together already. And it looks like you really have jumped kind of head first into this together. Talk to me about, about just sort of building your life together. Cause it's it, obviously it's still really early, but mm-hmm. you know, it's exciting. Yeah, no, it's, it's been so much fun. I feel like, I mean, we definitely were, we are a real couple, so we definitely have ups and downs. Of course. Um, but I, I think like, it's been so fun to get to see his line of workout here. I've been visiting the houses that he has, you know, to help people in recovery, which has been amazing. So mm-hmm. I've just been seeing different sides of him that I wasn't, you're not able to see on the show. And it's been so fun being able to integrate with his friends and his family and having him come down to Orange County and meet my friends and family. There's so many things that we still need to learn out about each other, but yeah. we're having like a fun time doing it. You know, yeah. it doesn't feel rushed, which is really nice. That was my next question is I feel like, you know, there's this sort of timeline for the show. And I feel like, you know, people have sort of broken out of that in recent years. And I, and I, mm-hmm. and I think that people, that's kind of, you know, just more expected probably to not be in this timeline. And I'm, it, it, it sounds like you don't feel that pressure to rush to a wedding and, and just sort of like enjoy this relationship and, and learn about each other more. Well, the thing is, I want it to work. Like yeah. I want it to be successful. And I already know I love him. He already knows he loves me. So, or yeah, I know he loves me. So it's like, what is the rush? You know, I rather mm-hmm. work through other kings like you normally do with a relationship. And so, um, in order to do that, I really feel like we kind of got to take a step back. Like, okay, like I got this little thing on. So like, let's figure each other out. Let's like go to counseling. Let's do, you know, little family trips or little getaways just to like really solidify what we have and feel good about moving forward. Totally. You mentioned visiting some of the ho- the recovery houses and, and I'd love to, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Is that something that you, you know, is that something that you sort of would, would want to get more involved in with Zach and, and really, cause it does sound like a really, you know, it's obviously intense, but it's also a really special and rewarding experience to probably visit these, uh, these places and get, and get involved. Is that something you'd like to do more of in the future with him? 100%. In fact, every time I go, I just kind of like start brainstorming, like, how can I try to help or like, you know, get involved in, yeah. um, I just, I love the space that he's in. And I think, you know, really help helping people in general is something that we're both very passionate about. And just being able to see these men and women change before your eyes because of like the process they have implemented and like the programs that they have. It's incredible. And, you know, him and I have talked about like, I don't know, maybe like I can start getting in there and, you know, being able to speak to the women in a different way that maybe he couldn't. So yeah, I definitely want to get involved. I think that with that takes a little bit of time because I want to be able to do it in the right way. And I think, you know, there's just little things I need to learn in order to Yeah, absolutely. That. And, and it, that's so important too, because you don't want people in those positions to feel like you're just sort of jumping in without without taking the time to learn. And it's, it's nice that you right. are, yeah, exactly. Without thinking about it and just thinking like, oh, I can do this. Like, right. no, you know, there's people in this field that have specialties in it because of a reason. And it's like, yeah. I want to be able to help, but also do it in the most effective way. So I know I have a lot to offer. Yeah, of course. So I, I want to take a little bit back to, to earlier in 2020 because, mm-hmm. you know, Again, it was a it was a big year for a lot of people, and you 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 went through this really wild experience that wasn't planned either, and it was it wasn't the original plan for you. I haven't heard, but where where were you, or what sort of men- mental space were you in when you got the call of you might have the opportunity to be the Bachelorette? 
in all honesty, I, my best friend was like, all you've been talking about is wanting to find your person. Like we get it. Like, cause during like quarantine, it was just like, this is ridiculous. I'm by myself. I have my plant to talk to. I have nobody else. Like <laughs> I picked the wrong time to be freaking single and live alone. Okay. But I will say like, it was right before the pandemic where I had decided, you know what? I'm ready to be in a relationship. And it was mm. that weekend when everything shut down that we were supposed to go out and I was going to like have a good night out and then it got shut down. So <laughs> well, well, convenient, right. <laughs> <laughs> but that was God protecting me and saving me to like not get in a relationship and be ready for this. I feel like, but I was definitely in the headspace of being ready to find somebody and being mm. in a relationship. I was at home and at this point it was, I don't know how many weeks of quarantine, but I was like losing my mind. I had just bought donuts and I had had just called my girlfriend and said, I have nothing tying me down here. I'm actually going to get on the plane and go to Mexico for the weekend because like, why not? And then shortly after, like about an hour later, I got the phone call. Like, wow. So, um, Mexico can wait. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm just going to have to put that on hold for a second. I'm going on a, pl- well, actually I wasn't even going on a plane. I'm going on a trip, but not exactly what I was planning. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. And I feel like in some ways, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like in some ways you we're able to avoid some of the scrutiny and pressure that comes with mm. being announced as a lead and then having it be months of lead up and mm. sort of this whole marketing thing around you. And I, and I feel like, you know, for Claire, it was like, here's the oldest bachelorette ever. And, and, you know, it was mm. this whole buildup. And I'm curious if, if you feel like you avoided some of that pressure, you know, that maybe, maybe it's self-imposed, maybe it's just from bachelor nation as a whole, but you know, because, because again, like, I think there are obviously rumors of, of what was going to happen, but you know, it, it wasn't confirmed until we were in, we were in season. Right. You know, that's always a fear though. Like even like with me not having that lead up and knowing that I was going to show up and nobody else really confirmed me that. Like I was scared that people were going to be like, wait, why is it her, you know, mid season? Mm. So yeah, definitely I did. I do feel like I kind of like dodged that bullet of, I don't know, being pegged by some people prematurely to like Mm. not be fit enough to be the bachelorette or, you know, maybe I'm too this and too that for them. And like, just really getting my own head, I feel like. So I will say, I think, and I've said this multiple times, I think that this happened not the way that I thought it would happen, but the best way for me. Because I think Mm. if I had too much time to overthink everything, I would have not been able to be myself. I see that. I I totally see that. You didn't, I feel like you didn't have time to let the process get to you and you just had to jump in. I didn't, I didn't know any of the guys I hadn't researched because at that point, like it was clear, like, you know, like those guys weren't going to be anybody I would date. So I didn't know who I was walking into. I didn't know really anything about it. My headspace was pure and genuine. And it was just like, okay, like all I know is that I'm ready. I hope they are. And like, they'll accept me. And that's how I went to be a bachelorette. <laughs> and, and I have to say, I, you know, I think that that came across and I think I sounded, I definitely sounded like a broken record during the season because I kept saying that to me, like you were a perfect bachelorette, Justin, be, just, but, and, and I'm not just saying that, but I think it was, it's really because it felt like you were super open to it. You were, mm. you were, you were open to finding someone. You were giving everyone a chance, which is really important. You yeah. were also open to have these really you know, important, sometimes difficult conversations that I think a lot of past leads weren't either in the position to have or just weren't willing to have, you know, whether it was a Black Lives Matter conversation or uh, when somebody brought up, uh, you know, a a suicide attempt or various Mm -hmm. family issues that came up towards the end of the season. There was a lot of kind of heavier things that were talked about that created for these really, I think, special moments for for, for viewers Mm -hmm. and and people to to, to, to be able to witness those conversations, I felt, I just thought was really special. 
Did you, when you were watching it back, did you feel like, did you feel that appreciation from fans that you were having those moments and having those conversations? I felt an insane outpour of support and love. And I, I will tell you, like before these conversations did air, I was always worried because, you know, I feel like you can never ever do anything right. I feel like there's, someone's always going to say something and, and definitely they did, but I have also learned to listen to the 99% people that are like speaking highly as opposed to the 1% that are not. And um, I feel like everyone just was looking for more last year. I think we all kind of needed it because it was so heavy. And I feel like the appreciation and love that I got was just insane. I don't know. It just, it just, it was amazing. And I'm so happy we were able to have those real conversations. I think 2020 really allowed for us to be vulnerable, more vulnerable with each other. I think like the absence of like not being in the same room as other people and um, not having physical touch or any of that kind of stuff really allowed these guys to also be able to open up and like long for something real. And so it was kind of like a perfect storm. Yeah, that's interesting. That I think it, it almost people's guards were more down than perhaps mm-hmm. they would have been otherwise. Yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. an, I hadn't thought about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it was just, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like people were just looking for more. And I think yeah. that, yeah. and I think you guys gave it to us. So I think that's, Aww. again, like, I think that's awesome. And, and like, and this is on, this is literally no shade, but it's a, that's a huge departure from the season we're getting right now uh, mm. on The Bachelor. I think it, there's a lot of focus on sort of just like this inner fighting between the contestants and it feels just like really trivial and unnecessary a lot of the time. Mm. And, you know, what's your opinion on sort of how that's been ha- playing out sort of on this current season? Because it, again, it just feels like a huge departure. I don't ever remember women ever being this way. Mm. And I don't ever, these are not, I'm sorry, it sucks to say, but those are not like people I would generally want to hang around with like the negativity and the toxicity that was in that place. I think like people coming up with rumors about one another, is just something I try to stay away from. Clearly I don't like drama. Absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I think I would have had a hard time, not going to lie, mm. if I was in their shoes. But I think it's just really sad to me that we're seeing this like firsthand and it's just, it's not even just in one instance. It's like multiple it's and it's, going on. And I just, I know that these women are obviously incredible women. That's why they were chosen to be on the show. And and I'm sure they have so many good characters, characteristics to them. However, I just wish that those would be more shown and highlighted as opposed to the nasty and the dirty <laughs> comments. Yeah, and, and, and you know, like we all love a villain, a quote unquote villain. I think that you, you every season has one and it's, and it's, I guess it sort of like comes with the territory, but it feels yeah. like it was more of like a like a gang menta- a mob mentality of like a lot of people against one person, various instances. And so it's, it's just right. simple to watch. It, we, we've seen villains, quote unquote villains before, but it's more so like villains that like someone that crashes like a date and like wants exactly. to spend more time with, it's like you know, the bachelor. It's like, okay, we can get over it and we can just, you know, <laughs> right. but this is like next level stuff where I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch this. Like this is intense. Yeah. <laughs> so. Definitely. And, and I personally, I'm curious what you think. I, I feel like Matt is, all things considered, handling this situation pretty well because mm-hmm. it's a lot's being brought to his attention. But I feel like he is handling it with grace and like a gentleman. But how, how do you think he's been a, as a lead? Yeah, definitely. Everything that I have said was more towards like, like the negativity the women, at all. Right, yeah. I think that Matt, especially for someone that has not really been on a show prior to this one or like on TV, it's he's doing an amazing job. I think he's handling it very well. I I like that he has tried to set a standard for other women and like things that are not going to fly. He like nips it in the bud right then and totally. there. And I think 
were I, I'm I'm falling in love with Matt, like watching him. You know what I mean? Like he's a sweetheart, and I yeah, think he that he is such a good guy. So I just really hope that he continues to like be himself and not let the noise ever get to him because that takes away from his experience, you know, and him finding Definitely. this person. So Definitely. Yeah, but he's yeah. doing a great job. Yeah. Is it, is it, it must be fun for you to, you know, I know after having this lead experience, you know, you have your podcast clickbait and you mm-hmm. get to sort of like, now you have this different perspective that, that, mm-hmm. that you're bringing to this podcast, I think. And do you feel like you can, you can look back at these shows now? I mean, we're obviously only like, you know, halfway through a current, the, the season after yours, but do you feel like you like are watching it back almost like, I feel like we talk about it like it's like sports casting. You know what I mean? It's sort <laughs> of like, like, like how, how much fun is it for you to on this podcast to, you know, just like be able to share your thoughts as, as a total expert now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, this is the thing though. It's like, I, I feel like I know that so much more happens. Yeah. So like, I kind of am like, nah, 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 nah. That's not even it. Like, I want to know like what really happened. You know what I mean? So I have like, I don't know, I have my people that I like, but at the same time, just when you're comfortable and you feel like you know what's happening, Bachelor Nation is always there to be like, yeah, you know nothing and just exactly. like completely exactly. flip everything upside down. So <laughs> I still too get stumped by them. So <laughs> I yeah, can't wait yeah. to see how it plays out. Totally. My current fave is Brie. I have to say, I, I love her. I think oh she has God. the best vibes. I love her too. She's so cute. She's so, she's, she's stunning and she almost gives know. you like Courtney Kardashian vibes in a weird way. <laughs> that is so funny that you said that because her vibe is just like, no. Like, and she totally right? reminds me of Courtney. The middle and Courtney's part. Just like, <laughs> and Courtney's just like not there for that shit either. And she's like, I don't have time for you. And that's literally the vibe that that's I get. That's literally Brie. It's so good. So I love funny. it. That is so funny that you said that. I love that. it. I could have put my finger on it. That's so funny. Well, that's it. So, I mean, you know, you obviously have this podcast and, and you know, it's, it's going to continue. And I'm, I'm curious, like, I'm always curious with this about people after they've been, after they've had their own season of, a sh- of, of one of the bachelor shows is, mm-hmm. you know, you obviously have a lot of, a lot of other things going on. And I think a lot of times it's sort of that push and pull between, you know, keeping a, some sort of tether to the bachelor nation world. And you have this podcast that is doing that for you, but, and, and also sort of breaking out and making sure that you have like other stuff going on for yourself outside of bachelor nation. And like, cause you obviously are really passionate about a lot of different things and especially in the lifestyle space. And, I'm curious sort of how you're thinking about that now that, again, this experience is done for you, you're engaged and you have all these different things going on. What are you thinking about sort of as you look like to your future of your career? You know, being the bachelorette is an insane opportunity and it's definitely something that I hold very close to my heart and I'm very, very, very proud of, but I feel like that is such a small part of me. Yeah. you know, and there's so much more that I want to show people. And it's been kind of busy. I don't think people also realize that I've only been off air for like a month. It's, so, it feels like it's been five years already at this point. Like Time is forever. so weird, right? <laughs> but it's just like, I'm still trying to catch my bearings, but I yeah. feel like, you know, there's so much that I want to do. And like last week I had the opportunity to co-host on Entertainment Tonight, which was insane. Love. And that is a dream opportunity yeah, right there. Seriously. And doing things like that, like that's so much more up my alley. And I feel like having more job opportunities in the media space like that is something that I'm looking forward to doing. Hopefully they continue to present themselves. We'll see. Yeah, um, I think they will. Knock on wood. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. But it's things like that that I, I also love. And I also, 
I do like how you said the lifestyle space, fashion and beauty and being like the first biracial bachelorette. Like it was big for me in order to like represent people that look like me. Yeah. Well, if I can help anybody in the beauty space of like, how I can help represent and like shed light on products that I use or things that, you know, not everybody advertises on social media um, because, you know, it's a small, I don't know. I feel like not everybody talks about sunscreen um, has a white pigment on your face as when you have a lot of melanin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I I was just reading about something called black girl sunscreen and it's, and it's like, it's a whole thing that's not talked about and it's like 100%. And so like, it's like little things that I feel like that if I can continue to shed light on and be a part of, like, I would love to do that. And so I'm just trying That's to, cool. there's so many things that we're working on and, and I hope to continue in that space. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it feels like you can, you can really give your own spin from th- this perspective that you have that not everyone who has been in your position has. And I think that that's, that's really special for you to lean into because I'm guessing that you have heard that feedback from, from viewers and par- for people mm-hmm. in Bachelor Nation who aren't, you know, they don't necessarily identify with, with the white leads and they, and and the people that have kind of represented people for, you know, two decades now on this show. It's like, it's like you are, you are really kind of helping to break down these barriers. So have you felt that sort of like that people have reached out and said that you have represented them and, you know, struck that extra connection during your, during your season? Yes. In fact, I started like screenshotting these messages because it was just, it's, the insane, I, again, the insane outpour of like love and like appreciation and just like people feeling like they've been like seen or like being heard and be able to identify. Even when I didn't have even the right words to say, like they right. knew, they know that feeling of like not having those right words. So that kind of motivates me in order to be like, okay, how can I try to help you? But it's always like a fine line, I feel like. I always get in my head because yeah. people always like, make the influencer space kind of sound like a negative connotation but like to be honest with you own that damn space and make it yours and that's what i, I agree need to start with you doing. i agree with you i think that I, I think it's actually really interesting that there's such a negative connotation with the word influencer and mm-hmm. you know even just that space um i just had rocky barnes on who's who's a really amazing blogger and instagram Insane. person yeah and, and and we talked a little about that and and we were talking sort of about how like also, the word influencers is, is just kind of like a catch-all term for a lot of different types of people. And there are people that give it a bad rep, but there's also a ton of people who would call themselves influencers who there's nothing negative about. Like, they're, they're like, like, what is there to hate on, in my opinion? Right. Like, you, you, I don't know. I think it's, it's such an interesting thing that people place this negativity on what, what some of what you do. And it's just like, what is negative about it? You know? Right. Just let me live my life. Okay. Like, let me just do me and it's not hurting you. And it's not hurting you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, but like, I've definitely felt that way before. I don't want to identify with that, but like at the end of the day, there's so much more to me. And if I can help, I will. Definitely. Um, and you know, we just, we just talked about sort of, you were, you were the first ever biracial lead on Bachelor mm. or, or Bachelorette. Rachel Lindsay was obviously the first black lead. There's a current situation happening that I don't really need you to comment on because I feel like it's going to continue to evolve like every single day. But I'm curious, again, from your, your perspective, which is very pertinent as it relates to the advancement of representation and continued mm. like diversity efforts um, in Bachelor Nation. I'm curious sort of like what you hope to see moving forward because, you know, th- this your season was, was a big step forward, but there's obviously a lot more work to be done. I'm just curious sort of what your perspective on that is because it's obviously extremely relevant to this conversation. You know, I just feel like at the end of the day, there's so much room for like education and growth. And I think that if everybody just were to acknowledge that and, and come forth and just say, I'm growing and I'm learning and 
educate themselves. You know, I feel like at this point in time, like there's really no excuse to not being, to giving excuses for past issues, you know, or, yeah. or, or, or actions. And so I just feel like at the end of the day, we're all trying to learn, we're all trying to grow. And I feel like if you just own that space and know that you don't have all the answers at times and you, you can learn from other people, take that and apologize and just move forward. Yeah. As long as you show that you're looking to change, I think that's yeah. sort of, that's sort of the least you can ask. So I think that's well said. That's really well said. So, so wrapping it up a little bit here, I, I like to end with two questions and, and one okay. is, you know, again, last year was a tough year. And mm-hmm. so this year I'm trying to have a perspective of like, okay, what can we look forward to? What's yeah. something that, that is, that is exciting you. So Tasha, what is something that you were looking forward to either this year, personally, professionally talk to me? Well, what am I looking forward to? Well, I'm honestly looking forward to traveling a little bit. Yeah. Uh, when when <laughs> the time can, when it comes, you know what I mean? I would love to be, um, I love Europe, but I would love to be in some warm weather, drinking a cocktail on water but with Thackeray because I would love to travel. That with sounds that's something. so ideal right now. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so nice. I feel like that's the one thing that we're, we're missing in a relationship. Absolutely. But other than that, career-wise, it would just be to again, hopefully land like my dream job, just really come into my own and and keep falling into these opportunities and really finding what other people identify with and and what, where I can help and benefit people. So I really hope that like I I identify or create my brand this year. Yeah. Awesome. And then lastly, I think I, I mean, I know that I've been watching like every single freaking show that is out there on every (laughs) single streaming service. What is something that you have watched or are watching that you are recommending to people? Oh, well, I'm actually, I will say, I am not the person to jump on bandwagons when people are watching a lot of things. Uh, cause I, <laughs> but um, I did binge Britain as well as, as of recently, what is it called with Britney Spears? What is it oh, called? Framing, framing Britney Spears. I just watched that. Oh my God. What were your thoughts? Oh, I feel so bad for the girl and I, I want to free Britney so bad. It's not even Me funny. too. Hashtag free Britney. Oh my God. All I love day, her every day. so much. Like it really pisses me off to be honest yeah. with you. Like no, how is it possible? It's crazy. It's crazy. Also just thinking about it from the lens of 2021 and like just the stuff that even, even us as like consumers of media that we just didn't even, weren't even primed to think about back then. Right. It's crazy. It's right. really and crazy. And the fact that this is going on still and it's like, this big of a deal i don't know and it's 2021 like how is she it's really it's really upsetting it's really upsetting i know and there's there's so much blame to go around but it's at the end yes. of the day i just i just want her to like be happy and be free and control her <laughs> life and that's just all we want for brit brit so but i'm also here for all of her dance videos so continue to oh absolutely yeah we love her instagram <laughs> we love britney's instagram love oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> so framing britney spears and bridgerton are the two Tasha recommendations those are great recommendations yes as of now i mean okay oh and i malcolm what's that what's that new thing that just came out with zendaya Oh, Malcolm and Marie. I haven't watched that yet. I haven't watched that yet. I'm supposed to watch it this weekend, but I've heard it's phenomenal. She's my okay. girl. I love Zendaya. Amazing. So I love her. I'll let you awesome. know how, what I think about that. <laughs> well, Tasha, it was so fun to talk to you and, and to connect with you. Where can people follow you and listen to your podcast um, after listening to this? Well, you can find me on my Instagram, which is just my first name, T-A-Y-S-H-I-A, or my podcast called Clickbait. It's on any place that you listen to podcasts, Wondery app, Spotify, Apple Music, everything. So awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah. Tasha, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your week and um, you. stay safe and stay healthy. This was so fun. Hopefully, I run so into fun. you. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. See you later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. 
For more celebrity interviews, subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us as any show of support you can give us would be greatly appreciated. You can follow me at Gibsonoma on Twitter and Instagram, and you can follow In The Know at In The Know on Twitter and at Watch In The Know on Instagram. We'll talk to you next time.